0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great
1: Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I'm Chris Euler. And we're broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. We're grateful to be here and glorifying the Lord on this Fat Tuesday again. Still j- enjoying delicious pastries here. Oh yes, and uh, uh, wonderful rich coffee. Uh, tomorrow, all this will be gone. It'll be a day of fasting and and uh, pouring ashes on our head, and yes, uh, just getting ready to uh, say no to ourselves. But until then. We will feast, and uh, I'm so grateful for our friendship and, and in the Lord here today, and grateful to have online with us another friend of the Lord, our sister in Christ, Dawn Wolf, from the Diocesis Who Falls. Dawn, welcome to Real Presence Live this morning.
0: Hi, good morning. Good frosty morning to
1: you all. Yeah, right here, the whole country, Ooh. even all the way down to the Texas Panhandle. They're, they're feeling the freeze, but uh, praying for everybody's safety and well-being, particularly people who... You know, we're used to this. I mean, we've been toughened up. We've been living up here our whole lives, but... uh other people, maybe not so much. Speak so, for yourself.
2: And, <laughs> I, I've been here my whole life, and I'd rather not.
1: <laughs> well, that's great. This will be one more thing that will strengthen our, our will as we get ready Seriously. for Lent. It and, is a Lenten uh,
2: sacrifice.
1: Uh, you know, Dawn, we're grateful that you're on air with us. You're, you're a regular uh, uh, visitor to us here on Real Presence Live because of your expertise. Um, you work for the Diocese of Sioux Falls in the area of technology, uh, social communications and helping the church in our area um, stay plugged in and you, you stay up on church life around the country and the other diocese what they do for communications and also like every one of us you're a, a, a person in society you're, you're a wife you're a mother um, so you also engage with social media in your own family life um, so one thing we're thinking about as Lent begins tomorrow And it's this practice of doing a social media fast. So, you know, tell us, what's that like for you and and for yourself? Tell us again about your family, you know, what your family's like, and and have you ever done this before?
0: Uh, Yeah, so I have not ever done a social media fast, but I will tell you that this year, more than ever, I am, um, it's going to be my thing. Um, I have recognized over this past year that I do need, um, I do need, I look at it as a time to reset, right? I don't know about you guys, but there's, a, there's a, um, an emotional and even a spiritual exhaustion. Um, it's mm. been a tough year, right? And mm-hmm. we're still experiencing the, the effects of that. And so um, I'm really looking forward to, honestly, less noise, Less distraction. Um, I look at it at. I look at, at as a time to realign with God. When when we have all that noise in our in our head and we're visually looking at it, um, it doesn't give us that peace and quiet to listen to where God is leading us and what God is asking of us. Absolutely. Not to mention the just. Not to mention the distraction and um, you know that distracts me from. My
2: family. Oh yeah, well, I can totally relate to that. And right now, I started Exodus ninety in January, and I've been I have been off social media since January fourth. Hmm. Uh, it's ah. not. It, it didn't start out very well uh, <laughs> because I was like, "Oh man, what's going on in the world?" Like I want to see, but then like the lower I've been off it, I'm like, "Wow, this freedom is so great." And you know, before I started this, I found myself. Uh, like, doing the whole, the mindless scroll, right? It's almost mind-numbing. Yeah. And then you see something that, like, triggers you, and you're like oh, my gosh, like this, is, this is insane. Like this person is just crazy, and I can't believe they're making this claim. And So that just kind of speaks to like that effect it has on individuals. And so can you share with us some of, like the, well, some of the growing concerns that we're seeing about uh, people of all walks of life, from the youngest to even the, the older people that have uh, social media? Can you speak to some of these concerns that uh, we see in the world uh, that people who yes. are consuming it are dealing with?
0: You know, I've heard. I, I love to read articles from uh, behavioral scientists, psychologists, um, and I have read this phrase more than once. We are living in a massive human experiment mm-hmm. um, because, literally, they scientists, psychologists, they're studying the effects of what uh, social media and and this. Incredibly heightened use of technology is doing not only to adults, but especially to our kids. Do you know that there's actually a brand new psych- psychiatric disorder called problematic smartphone usage? Hmm. They've literally named it, right? And um, so, yeah, it's just, it, it's become many, many are sounding the alarm about the harmful effects of, of too much. You know, we're seeing. Um, uh, increases in depression 46 yeah. to 60 percent in 50 percent or over 50 percent increase in suicide heightened anxiety isolation poor self-image um, you know loss of self-worth and that's especially prevalent in our kids and our teens but we're they're actually seeing it in young adults and adults as well um, across the board
1: yeah and it- or- One thing I can think of, too, Dawn, is like uh, this increased uh, realm. So with this problematic uh, cell phone usage, how we are so easily um, there's this there's this I don't know. I think it's a lie that like we need to be accessible all this time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think in all of our lives, uh, you know, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was well, I was 22 years old, you know, at that time but that's when the technology was prevailing, you know, in the early two thousands, you know, 2001. And I was a holdout, like, actually it was 2004. I was really a holdout. By that time, people I had known had a mobile technology available to them. But this, uh, now when I hear that, that signature ping, you know, on a phone, like you've received a message, it can instill like an experience of anxiety. Oh, I wonder what that's about. For, depending on our work, uh, work and family life whether it's from a coworker and an emergent need is it from a child should i respond to that for me as a pastor of several parishes is it one of the funeral directors is somebody that i'm responsible for sick or in need and for parents and family members i'm sure it's the same similar experience is there something that's happening at school and so all this uh we, we've We've emerged into a sense where we, we always need to be available, and that just heightens that level of anxiety, restlessness, um, and certainly, you know, what what can we do, you know, while at the same time taking care of our responsibilities, what are some things we can do to monitor or manage our digital lives? Because i i you hear it said, you know, well, Don, I need this for work, you know, because how is the funeral director gonna get a hold of me when someone needs to make a funeral arrangement, or how is uh chris's um you know daycare provider gonna reach out to him if he has a need um you know for his son you know what how how do we use this and manage it in a healthy way?
0: yeah, a great question, um you know i, I Going back to the you know not giving everyone access to you right and learning to say no, Mm. um, because you're you probably feel it. You both probably feel it. You know, if we continually spread ourselves thinner and thinner, then are we really accomplishing what we want to accomplish? And I think social media also feeds a need of being known. You know, as human beings, we all want to be known, but Social media, being known, is a very thin and often false veneer, if mm. you will, and that and that true connection really happens face to face. And um, but you know, we all also have responsibilities too. But there are some great tools that you can really kind of go, okay, how do I limit or catch myself when I'm doing the mindless scrolling, or or just even um, turning on, you know, the screen time controls. Um, within both Android and Apple, you know, phones. There's, uh, in your settings, there's screen time. Um, as a parent, if you're concerned about um, your children, there's some great apps. There's some, um, like Bark is one of them. There's a great website that I always point um, parents to, and that is called protectyoungeyes.com. Mm. And they just, it's a huge wealth of resources and education, really. It's about educating um, ourselves. Um, the other tool I love to use, or I love to suggest to people, is there are um, some settings you can turn on your router to say, "Hey, you know what? As of 8 p.m. every night, we're turning off Wi-Fi. Mm. Wi-Fi in the entire house is turned off, and that, and instead, we're going to do this." You know, um, so those are those are some of the things. If there's a, protect your eyes, also has a lot of other great um, tools mm. as well. Um, that can you know, really help us at least monitor or be aware, because that's the big, the big thing. We aren't aware of how much time. You know, they say two hours and 24 minutes per day on average adults spend on some form of social media. Teens, nine hours.
2: Whoa, that's Eight insane. to 12,
0: right? Eight that's- to 12-year-olds,
3: six hours.
2: Holy cow! Yikes! That's like, and that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, not even say those numbers. I, uh, I teach at Roncalli, and uh, I, I witness my students so often, uh, kind of having this ridiculous attachment to it. This, this, you talk about that anxiety if there's not like be able to be it. Like, kids are always like, oh, my Snapchat streaks, which means that like. You snap somebody every yeah. single day, and they're the dumbest things ever. Like I'll watch kids be like, well, i got to get my streak up, and they take a picture of themselves Jeez. with no words, and they send it to a person who they don't talk to in real life. And it's, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, everything you're speaking to has been like, so true and so uh, unique in our world today because, like I said, my students, they don't know how to have a conversation. They don't know how to act face-to-face. And so, what advice can you give to parents or teachers or those who are are there? We got about thirty seconds, so let's hear what you got to say real quick, or we can revisit it after the break, maybe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because I'd love to. I'd love to talk about a reference to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And Smeagol, and how your phone is, how their phone is, they're precious.
3: Yeah. Right. And I, I
0: laughed when I heard it. But then it resonated so deeply with yeah. me, and I've seen, you know, folks who have had that kind of a attachment.
2: Yeah, let's dive home, into that so. uh, after the break here. We've got to take a short little break here, but let's kind of stew on that, that precious. What is our precious in our life? And Don's going to share with us a little bit more about how we can relate it to Lord of the Rings after this break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith
3: at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. This is Jake Warner, the State Deputy of the North Dakota Knights of Columbus. I was asked to explain if someone were to come to me and, and ask why should they become a Knight of Columbus. I can answer from my, my own experience, uh, and that would be um, becoming a Knight of Columbus has made me a better Catholic. It's made me a better uh, husband. It's made me a better father. It's made me a, made me a better man. There are so many things about the Knights of Columbus that young men are really looking for, and and they don't understand it's just as close as as their local church. Becoming a part of of the Knights of Columbus local council uh, opens up so many doors for you. In a society where people are known to be loners and going their own way and and trying to figure out what's going on around them, the Knights of Columbus provides you a family, people that you can go to, resources that you can reach out to, ask questions of, get encouragement from, uh, not only spiritual encouragement, but, but all kinds of things.
2: Want to know how you can help spread the word about Real Presence Radio? Real Presence Radio has just opened an online clothing store where you can purchase some cool RPR gear. Just click on our website, realpresenceradio.com store, and choose from 17 different items. Choices include jackets, pullovers, polo shirts, dress shirts, cardigans, and more. And 10% of each item you purchase comes back to Real Presence Radio. The store is only open until March 1st, so don't wait. Go to realpresenceradio.com
0: store to make your purchases. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. And I am Chris Euler, And we're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. We're so grateful for all our listeners to the Real Presence Radio listening family here in the Upper Midwest. And we're online this morning with... Don Wolf, a technology expert for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we are uh, really just standing in front of this challenge that's for all families, all individuals, all vocations really, which is our intersection, our use of technology, the use of smartphones, uh, social media, and really making this decision to monitor our usage and our participation of these things in our life. And the, this is, it is a challenge. Anyone who says this isn't a problem, they're, they're not seeing things clearly. This truly is a problem for us to look at. And the great news, the good news of the gospel, is that Jesus is the answer. So we're bringing this topic up because tomorrow is Lent. So we're going we're gonna to do things that are good for our souls in the next 40 days. And the recipe for success, Chris, is prayer fasting and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the time we would waste on things before, and we're going to dedicate that time to the Lord in prayer. We're going to deny ourselves things that we don't need or, or things that are harmful for us. We're going to fast from those things, and it could be social media. It could be technology. It could be uh, certainly uh, excesses that we, they, we take advantage of our life, and then we're going to give alms, things that we would be reckless or maybe spend too much time or money on, uh, we can instead dedicate that time to someone else in need, someone in need of our time, our attention, our affection, but also of our resources. Maybe the the time, the amount we spend on, on new technology or subscription services and things like that. We can instead, rather than having a streaming platform that we pay a monthly subscription, we can take that money and give that to someone in need. And so from a Christian or a gospel perspective, those are ways that the gospel can help us with this. You know, Dawn, you gave a great example uh, in the last segment about how you can set your Wi-Fi router to um, basically go silent after a a period of time. 8 p.m., no more Wi-Fi in the house and you know that really is reflective of this great monastic tradition of called grand silence that after the the compline is prayed the monastery goes silent and then the monks or the or the nuns would retire to their cells they would have some time for personal spiritual reading or spiritual refreshment and then they would go to bed and be renewed for the next day oh how our church would benefit all our families listening to real presence radio what if that happened in your household during these next 40 days? What amount of spiritual transformation would take place? You know, Dawn, what are some other ways that we can, you know, be mindful of, uh, of fasting or, or letting go of these digital connections in our lives?
0: You know, I think one of the biggest things for parents, but also for us as adults too, if you ask somebody, how, you know, where's your phone at night? Is your phone plugged in and right beside your bed? Do you allow your kids to have the phones in their bedroom when it's so easily accessible? It's so easy to just grab it out of habit, and you know, the first thing before you even get out of bed, you're you know, you're checking your email or you're checking your text or whatever. So, removal, right? So, if you're going to give up candy or soda for Lent. The last thing you're going to do today is go shop for a bunch of candy and soda, right? So the same thing with the technology may move it. You know, it's something as simple as literally making sure. All right, everybody has their phones uh, plugged in here. Uh, you know, at night and you know we don't we don't touch them. Um, you know, that, I mean that's just really simple, but it's about being cautious, and observant, um, uh, informed. And, um, you know, one thing, too, especially for parents that I always say, you know, there's technical solutions to monitoring um, your kids should not replace relational solutions, right? Mm. Parental controls and things like that aren't intended to replace us as parents or even adults. There's have an accountability partner if it's you yourself. You say, you know what? husband, I am really needing this from you. Can you help me? And I promise I won't get angry with you when you point out you're slipping up, right? Mm. And, you know, so some of that, because the screen-to-screen connection when is not out of order or is not disordered can be okay, but the true connection is happens when we're face-to-face and we're involved in a relationship. That's what... what and we allow the quiet um, to allow us to have that uh, connection with with God and listen to Him and what He's speaking. And we can't do that if we're distracted and it, constantly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's something that uh, my wife and I have been more aware of. You know, as, as I started that Exodus. Before that, you know, we would sit down on the couch every night and watch a show on Netflix before we'd go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we'd pray together. You know, but I've found since starting that Exodus where. Like there's time, I take time, and instead of watching a show at night, I'll be reading or praying, and it's, it's encouraged her to do the same, and it's helped our relationship, like you said, and like that face-to-face, building that opportunity of growth between the two of us uh, while our little guy's in bed, and taking advantage of that. And um, you know, as a family, we are called to be that domestic church, that first place that brings Christ to those in our home. And when we're distracted from that, we're not able to live out our vocation to the fullest. So what are some ways that maybe in your home, in your family life, that you guys have been able to kind of push those distractions away and really focused on your domestic church and building it up?
0: So games, right? So I'm a mother of two, but they're both adults. But I do have a five-year-old grandchild. And the beauty of playing games, board games, etc., teaching her um, how to play go fish and old maid and stuff like that. There's such a beauty in that because enjoy mm. because you see how. She learns, and there's a, there's teaching moments, you know. When there's a loss, you know, then we we been teaching her how to handle losses, you know, <laughs> appropriately and graciously, <laughs> right? Um, you know, try doing that with a five year old when you play Trouble. If any of the, you remember the old game oh, yeah. Trouble, you know, where you where you can send people back home, you know, um, it was wonderful. Um, so love game night. Board nights, um, that kind of thing, and and doing it with other families as well, safely, of course, in our crazy world. But I do have to mention one thing, Chris. You mentioned you said Netflix. So I'm there's there are two things I want to recommend to the listeners to watch because I think you know one of the things I talk about is awareness. There's a movie uh, called The Social Dilemma. It's very enlightening in terms mm-hmm. of knowing more about social media and then for parents if if age appropriate i'd love for you to watch this with your kids too it's called the child childhood Mm 2.0 and both of these are very documentary like but they're very interesting and they're very um uh, enlightening in terms of how social media is affecting us and some of the um the um um, I'm, I've lost the word the manip the manipulation that yes. people are not right. aware of there is an absolute manipulation um of us and our brains and the way we think so
1: you know as a testimony to that Dawn, uh you know really just thinking about how we all like to think of ourselves as free choosing individuals both of those documentaries of which i've watched on your recommendation as we've talked about this and uh making awareness of the parish uh and in our parishes about healthy use of technology um but that we truly are influenced by these things so this is a snapshot into father tim's uh, social media world you know i'm an outdoorsman i enjoy ice fishing chris do you want to know something that I became hooked on was ice fishing YouTube channels <laughs> and there are these social social media influencers. influencers. <laughs> and you know what, Chris? Yeah, that's amazing. I have learned to become a better ice fisherman and I'm catching better fish than I had been earlier this year because I learned some of the tips and some of the tools and then some of the advertising from the from the local oh, sporting yeah. good store popped on there. And I just, there's a number of things I just had to have Seriously, when yeah. I went to the store because that's what the guys have. They're, it is true. That affects me yeah. and my little, and I, and I say, <laughs> I go fishing on my priest free day. When I have my priest free day, I go ice fishing. This is what I have. But I know every member of our church who experiences this digital life is exposed to similar manipulation. And I know it's happening too, Chris. Um, Another thing is uh, just being aware that now that we have online mass and, of course, Dawn works with helping priests and and ministers use online technologies to proclaim the gospel. At the same time, there are all these other threats that are out there to our well-being. So we're so grateful, uh, Dawn, for your your witness. If people want to reach out to you and say, Help. Can you give me some tips on this? You work for the church. You, you're, you're available. Where can people get in contact um, with you at the Diocese of Sioux Falls if they have questions about any of these topics?
0: Sure, sure. So the um, diocesan website, which is sscatholic.org, right? So SiouxFallsCatholic.org, um, the S and the F, rather. And there's a technology page. They can find me there. They can, uh, you can certainly email me. Um, And I'm happy to share uh, a whole host of resources and links um, that you would be able to um, just literally click on and know that you're clicking on a safe link and it's going to take you to um, where you're actually going to go instead of searching and, and, uh, you know, maybe stumbling upon something that wasn't where you wanted to go. So I'm happy to – I have a real passion for that, especially parents and helping um, this next generation of kids not be manipulated and addicted.
2: All right. Well, thank you, Don, for your time today. We really appreciate it. And uh, Coming up next, we've got Anthony Menke. He's with uh, Focus, and he's going to talk about this year's Seek 21 conference through Focus. So stay tuned. We've got some awesome stuff to talk about at the next half of the break. See you in a minute.